0: Are you looking to expand your mind? Do you like to challenge and be challenged? Looking to improve yourself and share your experiences professionally and personally? You're in the right place. Welcome to ScoutCast, roasting marshmallows, with your host, Rolf Surd.
1: All right, and we are live. Welcome to another episode of ScoutCast. My name is Rolf Suert, and I'll be your host. So there are a lot of things that can and frequently do go wrong inside of a business, uh, sales fall through products. Don't work team members get frustrated and you know, clients can get upset. Often these things happen due to a single reason, lack of organizational clarity, organizational clarity can be achieved by having everyone in your organization from the cleaning staff to the CEO, from the board of directors, to the customer care team on the same page and talking the same language. Do your people know what business your company really is into? What is it that you do actually? And maybe who does what? The answers of them might scare you. Um, Yeah, so today we are roasting marshmallows with Michiel Tous, COO of NetEyes. And uh, as of the end of this month, 31st of March, he is CEO. Uh, So congratulations already, Michiel Tous, on that uh, uh, promotion, I would say, I guess. And so yeah netice is a a leading software vendor in network automation and we will find out how he is uplifting the internal organization of his company Uh, so it is the mission of netice to help uh, customers optimize and automate any process related to designing building deploying and validating networks to improve standardization time to market compliance innovation collaboration and cost reduction so michiel here is an experienced entrepreneur with a proven track record in scaling companies to the next level He's driven by a desire to inspire and develop others, and his focus is on innovation and always finding new ways to exceed customers' expectations. And what sets Michiel apart is his people-first, highly customer-focused mindset and strategic strength. And when Michiel is not working, he loves to spend time exploring the seas on his sailboat. Man, it's a big introduction. I think you have the biggest introduction uh, so far, Michiel. uh,
2: Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, I think we're done now. That <laughs> huh?
1: might
3: say more so our, our podcast than about Mihail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's the first time we have a CEO on the podcast, right? So I decided. Well, to invest, I guess. Yeah, but does. Okay, he counts, right? Yeah, sure, of <laughs> course. <laughs> so, uh, sorry? Will yes. said Patrick, right? Will. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, Patrick. Yeah, okay. Uh, so you're the you third already, man. Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> third time right, right? Exactly,
1: exactly. Third time's yeah. the charm.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. So, what uh, what does organizational clarity mean to you? Like, let's just just jump straight let's to the not chase.
0: Say that thing. He can is here. It's okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you guys are
1: just you guys are part of the uh, part of the of the furniture, right? So, Michiel, <laughs> of, uh, and and uh, and Panche, welcome to the podcast as well. Always glad to have you here i don't yeah. know what i would do without you guys i always know. glad to be here yeah, yeah nice punchy i like your background man it's uh, uh yeah it's, it's a refreshing well man yeah. very good very good strategically yeah. chosen for the day yeah so yeah organizational clarity or navigating the organizational clutter it's uh might be an abstract topic for a lot of people but um Michiel, maybe you could uh, start out by uh yeah explaining to us what it means to you
2: yeah of course well first of all i had to google it because uh okay organizational clarity and uh i think what what you were saying is uh, is, is is right it's about you know everyone in the organization uh you know understanding uh what, what it is all about and mm-hmm. uh and and, and I think it's it's a, it's it's a yeah it's a big topic, but you know it's it's also a very very broad topic eh? about uh, okay where do you start? Why do you want to do this? And I, I'm always intrigued uh, when you have organization or teams, and you yeah. have like, two organizations that eh? both have ten people, fifty people, and one is really exceeding all expectation, and the other other one is just you know mo- moving on and. I'm always curious, you know, what is this difference? And I think it has to do with organizational clarity. That it's yeah. in one team, everyone knows why they are there, what they want to achieve. Right? They they're working towards a, a goal, and everyone is involved. And the other one is just, you know, moving on and doing their stuff. And,
0: mm-hmm. and like, uh, do, do you I, have another name for organizational clarity, or like like a synonym for this, or is just? This...
2: I don't know. There's probably a lot of things. Yeah. It has to do with strategy. It has to do with teamwork. Uh, I think these are, you know, important things, and and the desire to improve. I think uh, to yeah. you know, to always how can we do things better, uh, and to exceed. Yeah, I think it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. How, how, how do you guys see this? Because uh, yeah, it's a yeah a broad topic.
3: I, I think. I think you 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 mentioned it quite well, but it's like difficult to define what exactly organizational clarity is, so maybe we can define the problem maybe easier, so like that's why I kind of like the name of organizational clutter, which mm-hmm. is in my experience organizations or periods in organizations where it's like not really clear what the organization is doing, what your organization is trying to achieve, what strategy it has. How is it going to position itself on the markets? Uh, people don't really know what their roles or responsibilities are. Um, people are, maybe there is a lack of accountability within the organization and nobody mm-hmm. really seems to be taking the initiative to, well, clean this up or to move the organization in one yeah. direction. Mm-hmm. So that, so for me, that will be like the clutter and the idea is like, okay, how do you address this? And yeah. how do you deal with this? And who should be dealing with this?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I um, like that because it's. I think it's also <laughs> about uh, our school work on the foundation. Uh, it, it's it's like a foundation that needs to be okay, set up, before you can do like a next step. Correct. Uh, like I said, get rid of the clutter so that you can move on.
3: Uh, because I, I always think about Sometimes I make analogies with military. I've never been never been to the army, but I've like I realized lately I've been quite reading a lot of books by people who have been in the armies or led um, mm-hmm. uh, led armies, and it's you can you can have the best fighters or the best soldiers, but if it's not really clear to them what their task is, what their mission is, what they need to achieve, or there is no direct well. Maybe in military terms, like chain of command, then mm-hmm. their work becomes a lot easier and they become, e- instead of them achieving their mission, they can become easily the target
0: themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, that I, analogy kind of translates. I think, I think that's remind me of this story. I don't know how true it is. It was like when I think the president uh, from US, John Kennedy, went to Nazar in the 1960s and then he basically introduced himself to like a janitor and they said, hey, I'm the president, and then who are you? And it's like, wow, well, I'm the janitor, <clears throat> and I'm here helping put a man in the moon, right? It's like, everybody is around the mission of putting something, doing something, and everybody mm-hmm. do that, that in their own specific role and position. Yeah. I actually like that shot a lot. I hope it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I
2: have been in the army. It's uh, it's mandatory in, in, in Holland, and uh, I've been a reserve officer. Oh, nice. And, uh, But I I think also there, it was, I don't know how how true this is. It's very generic eh? where, you know, in in Holland, the army, it's, of course, there's this hierarchy, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I think in Holland, we're quite open. eh? So it's not like if you say something, someone will do it. It's uh, we will first have a discussion, but they, they always said, yeah, because they were like higher performance because you use all the knowledge in your, in your team, even Mm -hmm. in the army. Where the analogy is where different uh, countries where there's more you know, top down. Eh? If you shoot the top guy, then it falls down. Eh? Yeah. I don't know how how true this is, but I think I think there is something in that. <laughs> that you know how to use all your resources in the best way. Yeah, and uh, I th- I don't believe it's completely top down. It's also you know no. get everyone involved and uh... yeah.
3: Well, I think and... that there has been a lot of historic historical developments. Um... Uh, on this topic, I've been actually listening for the last few uh, few weeks a uh, historical podcast on well, it's called "Kings of Kings" uh, by Dan Carlin's. So he actually talks mm-hmm. about the the expansion of the armies, like in the Middle East uh, in uh, uh, five hundred, six hundred, five hundred uh, BC, for instance, and like let's say the Persians, and that's exactly there was happening then, because that's how they were trained. Uh, and as soon as you get rid of their uh, general or their well king or whatever like the whole thing disintegrates, and exactly. it's been this this evolution well in business as well, but also in armies, but then also in business where it's gotten more decentralized uh, because yeah, people have seen that this model doesn't really work. So I would hope that it's like uh, the way you describe it. It's uh, you you have room for discussion. It's not purely <laughs> top down.
1: Yeah. So what the, if we go to like, OK, the king goes and then the whole army scatters up, uh, it, like if we take that analogy back to a, a company, for example, when uh, I don't know, Steve Jobs, you know, passes away. And I mean, Apple didn't really, I mean, it might not be as good as it was with Steve Jobs. But do you think now that with Steve being gone, that the organizational clarity or any top CEO being gone, the organizational clarity or the the clutter is increasing by default?
2: Well, I, I, I think, you know, uh, especially with uh, Steve Jobs, he's a very visionary guy. Mm-hmm. So, okay, he, uh, it's very sad, but he, he dies, but his vision is is still there in the company. And I think that is, you know, if you can achieve that, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it should not depend on one single person. Right. Right? This is about at the company, the team, and, uh, you know, it, it's about everyone. Yeah. So if you have really this, this clarity, this, this clutter... And if someone is not there, everyone knows what what to do. So I, I think that, yeah, and the same I think uh, you know uh, with 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 other companies, you know, uh, they 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 move mm-hmm. on, and uh, I think it's more like a cultural thing than uh, on 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 just individual persons.
0: So basically, that's when you actually did your job right. Yeah, I As think well. so. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I think this is all about you know also the the role of, of 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 a leader it's it's about getting the whole team to to you know take more responsibility and uh, uh, it's not about you it's about everyone you know a- achieving something bigger
1: Can we... actually causes organizational clutter like what causes you know companies to get I don't know, like lost in the fog or however you want to want to call it? Like, is there is there some sort of negative spiral or some some negative patterns that you can recognize that says, like, you know, this is is the path to well, organizational clutter, fog, however you want to call it?
2: Well, I I think it's, it's a number of way. What I see is when, you know, usually and I'm more in like startup scale ups. Eh? So what you see is that you have bright guys eh, with, a, with an idea and they, and they, they, they start and it's uh, you know they build something nice, but you get to the next phase, eh, which is then, you know, it's not about the generals, it's about the team. And, and this is usually a phase where it, if you're an expert, it doesn't mean that you're good at, you know, delegation or setting up an organization to these type of things. So I think that's quite natural where you see a, 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 like a scale up it's hard to get to the next phase yeah,
1: and yeah.
2: this is also and, and i've seen that uh, in my previous company i worked with you know, big companies like splunk and we were part of their journey how they grew and you see every so often like a generation you see a new leadership team because they're used to you know the new challenges and uh, and, and they have the experience uh, yeah. to move on and I yeah. think that's, and this is also, you know, I, I've been, I had my own company before this for 20 years, and I, it took quite long because we tried to do everything ourselves. And I think that's a big lesson. Huh? And then uh, that's also, you know, why we have the discussion. You guys are helping us out uh, in, in our company. If you want to do everything yourself, it takes longer. And, you know, you yeah. go to all the pitfalls and uh, yeah. these type of things. And I think the other one is probably on a on a personal level, you know, if, if you don't grow with the company yourself, uh, yeah, you get stuck. Yeah. And if you get stuck, you know, it's usually you get bored or you it's too much. So you get, I don't know, uh, things like burnout or mm-hmm. less motivation. So I think it's always how, how do you develop yourself all the time to, yeah, to grow with, with the company.
0: And I, and I guess in the position that you are, right, or let's say if you are on this, uh, maybe we should also discuss about what a CEO means or CEO, right? But like if you are in those positions and you got stuck in life, you also stuck your own company, right? And your exactly. own people working together. So I totally agree with this idea that yeah. if you are the company is growing and you are not growing with it, that means you are basically holding the company back. And yeah. that's quite an uh, interesting uh, idea, I think
2: yeah that's like a nice example. So one of the things in, in, in quite early on, I have a technical background, university, electrical engineering, oh, uh, then and started a company, so I, I was uh, a CEO or managing director, and yeah, it's it's all new, huh? it's small. So mm-hmm. I did like a mini MBA at Nairobi University, and there were strategy and marketing, and then there was this block about organization. And I thought, well, finally, and now I'm going to know how to organize an uh, mm-hmm. organization. Yeah? So about, I thought it was about org charts. Yeah. And this whole block, nothing about org charts. The whole block was about yourself. Oh, nothing about structures, organization. And, it's, uh, and they said, okay, how can you manage or lead an organization if you can't manage or lead yourself? No. So this whole block was about yourself.
0: So that yeah. made you change the way how you look at, uh, organizations or.
2: I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you, 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 you learn and this is everything. Eh? It goes away and then you have to do yeah. something new again. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's constant And And it, this is, I think also the challenge with it, with a small organization, you also have to do a lot of operational work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then you forget about, okay, yourself and developing yourself and then, you, yeah. and then uh, okay. Oh yeah. I forgot to, to work on this. So, uh, And then I think you should, every year, you should do something, you know, uh, like a training or good books or whatever.
1: Uh, Developing. You
3: you touched on on a lot of interesting points here. And I I had like so many, I could spin (laughs) on so many topics of discussion. But one that I think quite interesting is uh, you mentioned most of your experience and the ways that you've done is, okay, worked with startups and then scale-ups. And then now we talked, okay, that's also what you did as an entrepreneur. Um, do you think that you need different people, maybe different people with different proclivities, at the start of an uh, when uh, at, the, at the very start of an organization, and then later on, maybe you need different types of characters of people who lead the organization once it gains the momentum and it uh, um, becomes bigger.
2: Um. Well, I think it's always good for a team to have different characters and different uh, uh, opinions. But I think quite normal, how hey, the people who start the company are usually the experts. And I think that one of the mistakes, and, and I made them my, my, myself as well, is usually uh, you you have a team friends of tactical guys, and what what we mostly do is the best technical guy. We say you may you become the manager. Yeah. But it's a completely different uh, different role. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think and a in most cases, idea. Huh?
0: and a horrible idea.
2: Yeah, but it happens all the time. I yeah. mean uh, yeah, yeah. best sales guys become sales manager. And yeah. uh, you know, and this is you know it's 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 logical for a small team because to hire a sales manager is quite quite expensive. So and this is I think this is where you have to, to balance or navigate is okay, how can we still still do this? Uh, and, and, and move on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think we had this w- w- in our recruitment podcast as well, right? Like you lose an awesome sales guy or an awesome developer and you gain a horrible manager. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, definitely de- yeah. detrimental. It can be detrimental to yeah. your, uh, to your team. And so w- what I wanted to ask as well is like, you know, when a company is in this state of organizational clutter in this state of like, you know, not everyone being super clear on what the organization does, but I think there are also people Uh, That are actually comfortable being in such a position, right? They they go to their jobs in the morning, they do their thing, they come home, they collect their paycheck. Like they might they might not even need, uh, uh, you know, organizational clarity.
0: Yeah, Um, I think it's. Do you think they don't need it, or they just they don't know better? Right. I mean, I can imagine that these people would actually thrive more once they actually have a clarity towards uh, what exactly. they need to do and yeah. where you don't, you don't think they'll be
1: like repressive or like aversive to the change oh yes there will be for sure everyone
3: everyone like people are change averse by by nature right so nobody really wants to because it's it's a process of of figuring out what is wrong with the current state and then you know going to, to the efforts to address that and that it changes also you as a person, so it's an uncomfortable process. So people generally don't want to do that. But you have, you have people who maybe on the short term are comfortable with what they are or with the jobs, and they say, "Okay, I've tried, I've done my best, I've got my head almost chopped off. I've, you know, I'm just going to stick to uh, lower my head and just like get the job done. I don't care. It's somebody else's responsibility." But that is, on a long run, it's suboptimal yeah. for anybody.
2: Yeah, I think. But the question is always why don't people want to, to, to change? uh, And why are people resistant? I think uh, this is all the basis of teamwork. If people are not involved, then the first step is okay. You know, uh, I'll I'll resist the change. I think that that's one, one key, uh, you know, issue. And I think the other one is there, if there's no like sense of urgency. Yeah. Okay. Why should I change? Yeah. Uh, So I think it's always, crucial to communicate, okay, what is the sense of urgency? Uh, uh, in, in my previous company, we also had a phase where, you know, it was pretty critical and we had to make a, a change because the way we organized well, was not going to, to, to last. So and we had some external help and, and, and we all got this book about where is my cheese? About uh, this, uh, I think you guys should know about this maze where you know this, the, the, the the mice are running to cheese, and every day there's cheese, but it's coming yeah. less and less and less. Yeah. So if there's no urgency because there's cheese, yeah, why should we change? But if it if it will go away, then yeah, uh, you, ha- you have to do something.
1: among the, amongst the teams themselves uh, that makes people not want to change like they don't trust the organization they don't trust their teammates or is it not a, a trust issue you think
2: well i think it always you know starts with 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 trust you know if there's no trust you don't speak up and uh if if, if, if there's trust you 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 speak up and uh, if you can't speak up and people listen to you you get involved i think that's that's the order uh, correct and if you if you don't ask people don't get people involved then uh and you make changes then okay you know what's what's the point
0: yeah yeah and i think you touch uh, an interesting point as well as on the the fact that like when you mentioned like the most important thing is the why i think a lot of organizations when they 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 lack on this clarity of the why they are doing those changes right and like and i've been working for sometimes already this big multi-billion dollar companies and they are like uh all the time initiating programs for changes and programs for that and change management for this.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: every time you talk to the team, it's just like, ah, this is just another initiative, another work on my plate. They have no idea why this has happened, why they okay. need to do this. Yeah. And then they actually focus very much on the implementations of things and not actually clarifying why they are doing this. You yeah. know? And I think this is indeed the most important part is like, if people understand the, why the company wants to do that, or let's say the, management team wants to do that, things get much easier. And if they would definitely give the autonomy for them, they would probably figure out themselves how to mm-hmm. actually do their job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or also okay. explain
3: to people how their, their lives individually become better because of this change.
0: Yeah. Or worse can also happen, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, of course. But,
3: uh, <laughs> well, or, or worse if it doesn't change. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: So so
3: we're touching upon an interesting point here. Um, uh, Also, you mentioned like this sense of urgency, and I totally agree with you. Like if you don't have that sense of urgency to change, like, yeah, what's your motivation then? But that the sense of urgency can be both positive and negative. And and, I mean, it's like, okay, positive in the sense of, oh, if we change this, this is what we're going to gain. But negative in the sense, oh, if we don't change, this is what we're going to lose. Do you think those both have utilities, or uh, how, do you, how do you motivate people to, to change? Do you use both approaches uh, when want to well, or rally people behind a goal or behind a...
2: Yeah, no, I, think, I think there's two like dynamics. Uh, one is, is more, hey, you want to move away from something, and the other one is you want, want to move towards something. And, and, yeah. and of course, with this dynamics, if you move away, it will become less urgent uh, all the time, and then it will you know, stop. Yeah. And so I think in the beginning, this could be a very good, good, good reason because, hey, you, this is this. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can drop in this valley or how do you call that? Uh, pit. Right? So it's crisis. Hey? You have to move. Right? If we don't, we, we, we won't survive. So that, that will work uh, shortly. But I think it's more, you know, for the long term, it's OK. Where do you want to move towards to? Mm-hmm. Right? I think this is what you're you you your were saying. Because that Correct. is something, eh? this is this like flag on the horizon. Uh, but it's also quite, quite difficult. Eh? It's not something you say, okay, uh, in, in in a session of two days, uh, okay, guys, now we know, and uh, let, let's move. Or that's that's my experience. It's not? Uh,
3: oh, then we've done it wrong ourselves. <laughs>
2: okay. You guys have done it. Uh, you know, get us training. No, no.
3: No, it's a long process and it's yeah. never done, right? Yeah. You always change it because, like you say, you, you have the flag on the horizon, then you, well, you're, let's say, a month closer to that flag and then oh, you've got new information and you need to readjust where the flag is. So it's like it yeah. never stays. Yeah.
2: No, and so, you know, what, what what we're doing now, and I quite like that, uh, is, is that, okay, to say, okay, yeah, we, we we want to move in that direction but then, for each quarter, define okay, what can we do this quarter? Yeah. And so, less this this year-long business plan, and then you know, at the end, you know, it's 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 everything was different. It's more, and it's, and it's probably you know, uh, because for me, uh, also now in the organization to you have your own software development team is 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 new to me, uh, and and there is of course this agility, yeah, where okay, you know, let's see what. In sprints, we can do, and I see this is also on the business level. It's more on, you can, I don't know, some people call it rocks. And so, what can we do this week to, you know, improve a little bit? And then uh, next quarter, we'll see what the next biggest game can be. Yeah. So
1: we heard about these rocks, and um, could you explain a, a bit more in detail what that what that is? And maybe you can give like an example of one or two concrete rocks that uh, you guys have been doing or are doing.
2: Yeah, 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 sure. So, uh, so basically when, when I started, uh, I got the whole team together as part of building the team and getting people involved. And so we did two days of, of strategy, but I think mostly it was also about getting the team together and working together and understanding each other uh, better and, 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 you know, working on the, oh, okay, what is this, you know, this year, the, the, the strategy and, uh, and, and, you know, you, you have this methodology scaling up. Which is about okay how can I scale up my company and, and it's about you know not big business plans but you know one page strategic plan and in there it's about okay I want to this is you know uh, my mission this is what I want to achieve so what are the things I need to do and then each quarter say okay and they call it a rock which is something where it's not individual it, it is for a team or the company and so for instance an example we wanted to improve on on our Messaging. Eh? So, uh, what you usually see when you enter a, a company that's like a, a startup, it's, it's very technical. It's very like, okay, I've got the greatest product and push that out instead of, you know, okay, what does the customer want to uh, hear? What are their problems? What problems are you solving? So, that's quite a big change. So, we, we, we on our messaging, we had to and presenting and our pitch and how we demonstrate. And this is like internal work. Eh? We, we, and it, it you know it, and then we said let's make a rock of it so q4 our priority is fix this huh? fix some of these fundamentals and mm-hmm. uh, so and and then get the whole team involved uh the, the people to to achieve that and then it's yeah uh, you know, at the end of the quarter it's like okay now we have something you know yeah. which is we can use and we still use every day it's a, it's a huge step forward
1: mm. Managed one like to uh, yeah, and so complete a rock, I guess the term is. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you also then afterwards like validate or measure the impact that completing that rock has made for the company,
0: um,
1: or is that not always possible?
2: I think it's uh, it's. I think there's like two two things. Of course, you have to always uh, like a retrospective. Huh? Yes, I think uh, I have heard from you guys as well. It's always hey, look back. Hey, okay, what have we done, and what's what's the impact of that? Don't think we have done that for, uh, but well, I, I don't agree because what we do is each quarter with the whole team is basically look back in the quarter, okay, what have we achieved, what did it do for us, and then we go move on and to with the team we define the next quarter. Right. Yeah. And so in in there you yeah like review yeah, the, what what has happened and what the, the progress is, but maybe even one step further is like like you said okay. Uh, did it bring what, 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 what we thought it would bring.
3: Why the name rock?
2: I think, I don't know. I'm making it up now. I'm sure uh, (laughs) it's somewhere written, but I I think it's probably, yeah, you, you you can't, it's like a mountain. It's too big and a rock is more sizable, I think.
3: Ah, so it's about climbing the rock
1: or something. Is that the
3: idea? Yeah,
2: I don't know. Okay. A mountain you move a
1: mountain with individual rocks yeah exactly
2: remember? I think that's yes. uh, well, that's okay. my uh, I, okay. I would like to explain it like that but uh, yeah but uh, but I think it's good because it's two things eh? you so you define the rock with the team eh, because of the involvement oh. yeah and then you know you keep track of, of uh, movement and uh, you know want to uh, you know, and 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 I think also that the, the danger is uh, with every team you, you create too many rocks
0: yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, that was my follow up in question. Like I imagine you have a lot of rocks, right? And you want to move quite a lot because again, an organization is complex system. So yeah. how would you go about to actually prioritizing those or picking the ones that you actually, you guys had like a framework or something or you just pick based on gut feelings? What is What was your strategy mostly?
2: Well, I think it starts with, with input, uh, so, and, and, and uh, then I, I usually say, hey, okay, uh, I, I get from customers, but also from, from the team is, okay, what should we continue doing? What should we stop doing? And what should we start doing? And so like in the input. Retro, yeah. Uh, yeah, like a, like a retro. And, and and the other one is, okay, what are the top three issues at this moment? Uh, and And then, you know, can ask for the whole team and then with this we discuss that and then based on that you can say okay for and this is why it's I think it's more agile because then you define for the next quarter and you find out okay last quarter we did too many things so let's this quarter do a bit less because I think for commercial organization the the, the danger is that you don't want to have too many big rocks because then all operational work stops yeah so it's always a balance between okay hey, yeah, you know, doing you know your productive work. Uh, well, of course, everything is productive, but but that keep gets money in.
3: Yeah, the and operational also
2: I- improvement.
3: Yeah, the operational ongoing work, and then next to that yeah. you have like projects for improvements. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So, okay. um,
3: we, we we started in the beginning that uh, well, your current role is uh, COO, and then uh, that's going to change in a couple of weeks. How is that? How is this change going to? Um, Impact like your day-to-day work, like what is, how, or the way you are, you guys as an organization are, are working uh, up on. The, is it gonna well, what is,
0: influence it? Yeah, but what is a COO, right? I, oh, I right. actually can start with like that. Every, like, let's start with that. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I, I think a COO is chief operation officer. Uh, so I think uh, the 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 the. the the terminology, hey, you have the CEO who's more responsible for like strategy and the CEO is the one who basically puts it into practice. Right? So I think in a large organization, you see CEO is responsible for the whole operational process, which usually have for marketing, sales, uh, projects. Uh, development, I think, in most cases, is separate, but basically it's it's the operation. Right? So he's responsible for the operation that it's improving and uh, and. and basically doing effective. Uh, so I think that's a COO, uh, the role of a COO. Uh, of course, in a small team, I think it's, yeah, CO, CEO, it's, it's
0: yeah, it overlaps. Yeah.
2: you know, because in a small team also for me, it's about, okay, hey, you have your your, your, your management and, and, and your strategy, which is, you know, uh, working. And they always say work at the company or work within the company. Uh, and and this is a challenge if you're a small team because you have so many hats. Uh, yeah. So, also in in my role, it's still operational. Uh, I think it's even three layers. It's it's involved in commercial projects myself because uh, you want to grow the the company. It's about managing a team and it's also about yeah managing the organization. So I think my role from CEO to CEO is a bit less of the operational and a, a, a bit more you know hovering above the organization and you know are we and I always like to to say okay we we're, we're here and we make a picture of we double the organization and then I see my role okay how can we go from what from situation A to B
1: yeah and okay. does, and does it change the the, the course that you were plotting as a COO now that you're a CEO, now all of a sudden maybe you have like a, a different opinion on certain things or a different strategy or it, like mm, for your day-to-day, no. you just have a bunch more responsibilities I can imagine.
2: Well, I, I think yeah, it's it's quite organic. I think the, the biggest challenge in here is of course where the the founder and previous uh, CEO says, yeah, let me focus on customers. And this is where I'm good at, this is what I want wanna do. And I had the same with my previous company, where we also got a CEO in, and 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 I think this is always a challenge for an organization because we were growing like 40% each year, and how do you do both roles? It's impossible, yeah. it's really impossible. Okay. And so uh, and if you want to grow fast, you have to have someone that is working, you know, uh, I don't know in English huh? at the organization or you know make sure the organization is is growing. Yeah. And the other one is making sure we get all the business in, so we can grow. Yeah.
1: Okay. And uh, you know, going back to uh, uh, bringing the organizational uh, clarity, because you mentioned something about you know you guys had like a two-day retreat and then defined a bunch of quarterly rocks. Um, and I also talked to the, to some of the guys, and they also said something about a personality test that you uh, that you okay. did in the very beginning. Yep. And yeah. uh most of them said that it was actually a pretty cool uh, way of uh, yeah getting to know each other I mean they've been working together for a long time but still they learned stuff about each other that they didn't know yeah uh, so what does that exactly uh mean or like how do you do it like a, a personality test in a company
2: yeah it's 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 about hey you have a lot of tests in, in uh, with, with with colors and uh, Briggs Meyer there's lots, lots of tests and I, I've personally done. All of them. Uh, so uh, and, and and basically the last one I, uh, w- which is profile dynamics or management drives, and this is not four colors, it's seven colors, which is like your drives, and it says hey, uh, you have drives that you sh- you, you show and uh, you have resistance to you know certain colors. Huh? So yeah, if certain types of persons, and, and and with this test you can see what are the primary drives of people, uh, and and this is good for people to understand, but also it's, it's good for, for the team to understand, because why are two people, in, in, you know, working very well together and, and two other are having a difficult time? And usually because they, you know, these colors don't match. Uh, so, so I did it for individuals. Uh, and, and this is also about teamwork, eh? to, mm-hmm. to Okay, uh, so hey, you make some interesting exercises, uh, guess, hey, uh, so I put all the profiles on the wall, uh, you have to write who you think it is, uh, and that's uh, did they get it agenda. right? Or
0: was it <laughs> some? Yeah,
2: it was very clear, others, it was uh, maybe even surprising. So, okay.
0: uh, like, I, I can see this is a very nice tool for let's say, like, as you explained, right, like a team building activity and getting to know people. But, I like how do you because I do see as a negative tool for like a management tool, right? Oh, I'm gonna. Uh, let's say, promote this person or relocate this person to another position based on their, let's say, psychological tasks. Is that something that uh, you agree or you guys agree? Because I found it a bit like sometimes if I look, for example, for a sport team, right, everybody has a different personality and the end of the day is they have to work together with their strengths of, let's say, yeah. technically or not. But I can imagine that can be, in my eyes, misused to be like, oh yeah, you are not sure. allowed to grow that because you are too analytical and this requires more like of people Type of thing, and then no. I'm wondering how do you see that?
2: Yeah, but I think you know the 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 because when people read the reports, it's like yeah, I, you know. And and I gave the report to my wife, and he said, yes, that's that's you <laughs> definitely. Uh, so it, it, it is about about clarity, but but I think the biggest thing is about you know understanding each other. Right? Yeah. Like like you said, a good teamwork uh, starts with, with with like trust is. Yeah, uh, if you understand each other better, it's it's easier to work together. But I agree, of course, you can. You know, and it, it's it's an indication if you yeah. go black and white. Uh, yeah. It's it's it's. But this is about drives, and eh? this is something. Uh, yeah, eh? it's it's someone is really I don't know structured. Uh, so you can also use that, of course, to say, "Hey, uh, maybe person is more suitable in a certain uh, way." But also on the on the team. So we did it also on on on. on uh, so if you add the the, the the profiles you come to a team, you see you're lacking colors. Uh, and I think a good team has every color in it because every color has its value.
0: Yeah.
2: And uh, if certain colors are are missing, for instance, uh, uh, being result driven. you miss it in your team or structure or uh you know more analytical or creativity yeah then if you hire new people i think it's more about you know uh, growing the team than changing the team because i don't don't think you can change individuals but you can say hey i'm lacking something let's add that when i add a new person i think that's much better
3: so when talking about diversity in teams, that's like the kind of diversity you want to have, like diversity in skill sets and personalities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not hire another uh, Brazilian just because we want to be diverse. <laughs> 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 uh, but I
2: think that, uh, I don't know, how I, I, I think that's also <laughs> the challenge we have in IT. It's, it's no, there's not that many women in IT. And I think yeah. from, from a diversity perspective, that's, I think,
0: crucial. Yeah. yeah.
3: I agree. Totally agree. Maybe a question for you because something you mentioned that I I thought uh, briefly now. Do you think that these test results are used to deny people chances for promotions or growth in certain organizations?
0: I had some experiences with that, yes. Where uh, I heard managers saying, yeah, but I uh, did this uh, test and this person is like this and that means it's not good for this position. And Mm. they did not even consider it. Also, maybe they and just I think use it's a misusing the... of the tool. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah exactly. Yeah. It's an abuse of the of the tool, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting.
2: Yeah, I think that's of course, or of course, risk. I think that's with everything. You know, it's how people use things. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's one input, but there's also others that you should still uh, uh, look at, of
0: course. Yeah. So. It, I was going it, to ask something else. It's about like, uh, I I used to work for this company and you were like a sales guy, a sale type of person, right? It's your hobby. And, uh, I found it interesting that it was a big company and basically when you joined the, the owner would take you to sailing with them as part of like a bonding activity. Have you ever done that? Like taking your team for sailing and, uh. Because I can imagine can be... I, ne- I never did it for whatever reason. I was not invited for the sailing. <laughs> so it was... Uh, so I wonder, like, do you consider that to be a building trust team activity or more like forcing your hobby into people?
2: <laughs> or or is this just uh, your way of asking can we go sailing as well?
0: Also. <laughs> 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 but in the summer, I don't do that in the winter.
2: <laughs> no, no. I, I You know... I have always done that, you know, always, uh, you know, when you get a new team, do something, you know, outside the company and, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I love sailing and, uh, get people involved. And, uh, I think it's a, it's a good way mm-hmm. uh, Then uh, go sailing, go to an Island uh, do a barbecue. And, uh, it's, it's completely different. Oh. Um, if you do something outside, uh, you, yeah, you can do this with, with customers or whatever. And then like Corona of course was, was quite challenging because, uh, it's still on the agenda huh, to with the team go go sailing, but uh, hopefully we can do this soon.
3: Yeah, I mean, like it's also why why you do it. like that, that's more more the more the the motivation why you want to do sailing or any other hobby. And I think the bonding comes as a result. And maybe your goal is oh, I just want to this is my passion and this is like what I do. Uh, I want to introduce it to more people and like why not introduce it to the people that I spend most of my time with. Yeah, and yeah. the outcome I, of that is it creates better bonds and people getting to know each other. So I think if you approach it from not, that perspective, you... it's a lot better than if you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this just to build the team together, right? That's...
2: No, I also had to, it was like a, a sports club uh, where my son was and they asked me to go into one of the committees. And, and what you see also there is like, okay, yeah, you have a person uh, very knowledgeable, and then other people, but you know, they just they're no like roles. Eh? So this person is doing everything, and the other one is just I don't know helping out. And I don't see this is working, you know. So the first thing I did is okay, get together and get to know each other, because yeah, I think that's the basis. And so we did go sailing indeed, and uh, we had a barbecue, and then the atmosphere is completely different after yeah. that. And then uh, you can say, okay, let, let's let's hey, you guys have to get more involved because you are also experts and get your Mm -hmm. responsibility, uh, you know, spread out in the team.
0: So like, do you think this behavior of yours, or this idea that everything has to be as a team is something that you grew to learn? Is something that you read in a management book? Is something that you experienced? it? Or is just something that you like? Oh, I like to be around people. I like with teams. Because I've seen a lot of organizations that this is a totally different story, right? It's like, no, 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 It's that's top-down. I don't really care about the team. And sometimes they survive very long. So, like, how do you think it came to be for you? Uh,
2: it's a good question. Maybe the analogy with sailing, I'm not a solo sailor. You know, there's people that... Uh, uh, so, I, I cross the ocean and I... Basically, uh, did this not with my family. I, I did uh, go away with my family for, for a year to the Caribbean and sailed back. Uh, but we decided not with young children to do this ocean crossing. So I said, uh, so I invited like uh, friends. And also in there, I looked more at people, how they are, than their sailing skills.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: I had this also, a uh, sail school that helped us out. So I had like three... Uh, three groups uh, that sailed uh, the boat for us, or uh, with me, and uh, I know one of the guys. Uh, he was seasick. He was useless in sailing. He couldn't <laughs> sail. And, and this, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and also uh, the other one. Uh, so this 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 uh, uh, sailing trainer teacher, he would say. He he, said, he told my wife, why, why is he taking this guy? And I said, I know this guy, because whatever happens, he will never, ever give up. And and he was our cook on board, right? because I think it's crucial if you go sailing. I uh, uh, always uh, say, you have to sleep before you get tired, you have to eat before you get uh, hungry, and you have to close yourself before you get cold. And eating is very crucial because you get a rhythm in, in, yeah. in, in the boat. So I like to have a cook. And he was the cook and I, I can still see him, you know, when we are, because it's in, inside the boat, you have to do the cooking and you get green if you, you can't handle it. And I, I still see him coming out with a meal and we were like outside, hey, let's, uh, let's eat this. And then we said, I'll ask him, do you want some? He said, oh, no, 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 no I'll, I'll wait. But I know he, he'd rather die than not do this. So, mm-hmm. and I think this is, because yeah. I saw the opposite effect uh, when I was in the Caribbean, I saw ships coming in, and it was one ship, and it was one guy with his back on the side. And when they, uh, you know, got into the the landing slip, he got off. He tried to hit the the, the skipper, and then he, he ran off. Uh, and and I think this is for me always the analogy with with a team. Uh, if you have a, a a great team, it's it's an amazing uh, adventure. Yeah. Uh, but if you have the wrong team, uh, boat they will say it's a number of foot. Uh, feet, and so if you have the not good team members, the boat will get smaller one feet per day. Yeah, mm. and uh, so oh,
0: I yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, that's a nice. So start. I'm
2: always more focusing on the team members and the process, uh, and the rest will come.
3: So, so what when also when recruiting people also for the organization, what is it that you're maybe looking for? This is a nice analogy also for teams at work, right?
0: Um mm-hmm.
3: What, yeah. what characteristics or abilities are you?
2: Well, I think, uh, you know, it, it's, it's about company values and personal values. They need to match. I think that's, of course, people have to have the right skills, but it's also about the right people. And the right people is about you have your personal values and they should match somehow the company values. Because if, if that, then people love to work for the company. And this is what I like about, you know, like more startups and scale-ups. It's, there's a lot of passionate people in there. Yeah. Really good people. This is also the company NetEyes. It's, you know, it's a great team. And, you know, it's great to work with the, with the team because they're really passionate. Right? Usually you have to worry more that they do too much than too little.
0: Yeah. And then it's a totally different problem, right? But it's a, it's a nice problem to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So it's 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 rather than you have to uh, pull people, it's about you know, a little bit keep people on track and uh, you so, know, so that you uh, as a company uh, go in the right direction. So so is, I don't know how, how you see guy, how you do guys see that.
3: For my perspective i i well i don't want to say I agree with you but my always my attitude when also when hiring people has been i i i look for their their attitude and not really their knowledge so it's how they talk how they are they humble are they willing to be open what are they willing to share how do they because in one in one or two interviews i mean like if you do it also face to face you get to learn a lot more than like than like this about how they treat others um mm-hmm. around them and that is those were the the key markers that most of the times that i was looking for yeah. and then yeah. i mean you need to have some basic skills uh of course but that was always secondary yeah.
1: um, usually on the job yeah. right i mean yeah. of course yeah, i mean yeah not everyone is going to be able to learn from scratch or anything but uh yeah if someone has like some sort of skill gap somewhere you know you can give them a chance and uh, but yeah if personality-wise, it doesn't match, then uh, it's, it's going to be game over pretty quick, I think. So uh,
0: I, I tend to agree with this, but I think there is a catch on this, right? Uh, I actually experienced this uh, in the last, uh, well, past months. The thing is, totally agree, like, hire the person that matched these values. You like it. You like to drink a beer with, uh, be in a sailing boat and cross in crossing the Atlantic with, like, that's the right thing. Uh, because the technical part, or they will learn, but they will learn with the condition That the company is willing to invest, give them feedback, make sure that they are going to the right direction or wrong direction, right? And I think a lot of, sometimes people forget that, that actually requires work as well to bring people to the technical level, to to the next level. Mm -hmm. And they tend to basically hire them because they match everything, but then they forget like, oh, they will learn, but then they never do. And then you actually also don't get to have something because the example that Mihill gave with his friend who was a cook like i would be totally useless on a boat especially because i don't even know how to cook so (laughs) then you know if nobody is also taking the time to help me i'm definitely not gonna be of any use and then becomes also the other side of the problem right it's like okay you are a nice guy but yeah yeah, you bring nothing to the table and i'm not willing to help you to bring anything to the table and i think then becomes decremental as well
2: but I think that's the the other side. Right? So it's it's the 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 the, the, the values uh, because if they're not in line, it it will be a problem in in, yeah. in the future. But I agree with the other part. It's about you know that people need to add something to the company from like day one. Uh, and and the mistake we did in in in, in our my previous company was we needed the people a lot of people, and you can't find them. And so what do you do? So yeah. you hire people that are less yeah. suit suitable. And that was a big mistake yeah. because basically you end up spending more time about, you know, coaching and helping mm-hmm. these guys. But the best people in your organization are saying, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I did some strategic sessions with them and I asked them, okay, you know, imagine this situation. Uh, you come into the office on Monday there's a piece of paper. And the order on there said, hey, guys, it was a great time, but sorry, we didn't make it. Uh, the company is, is 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 bankrupt. And asked the, the 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 question was, what are the things that you miss most? Uh, because these are like a core core values. And mm-hmm. and what they say it's about working with really good guys, and having great projects, exciting projects. That and we were hiring people that were not great guys. So this was basically not matching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we decided, okay, we will wait. And now they were talking internally to say, "Hey guys, we will be busy. It will be busy, very busy for the next months." But the people that will come aboard will be good guys, and they were saying that uh, to each other. Hey, that's yeah. no problem because this is what we like.
3: One of uh, yeah. one of like a what is it? Uh, one of the rules that I always had when doing this type of recruitments was, if you doubt, if you doubt for a single bit, then it's a no, and it's like. Yeah. Better, better do that. And there have been occasions, several times, where, like you explained, due to external circumstances, we saw the project. We need the manpower. You hire one or two people, and then it's like it yeah. almost never, never turns out good.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, I think we, we we have various people interviewing, and if one person is in doubt, no way.
3: Yeah,
2: I think you don't you
1: don't give people the benefit true. of the doubt. I mean, that's uh, that's. Like a virtue, right? Giving someone the benefit of the doubt, but when hiring people, that's uh, it's, uh, it's well, a I would, s-
3: I, I would say, with what if the organization has the capacity to absorb that, then maybe you can do that. But if if not, then maybe you're better off.
2: I think it's a, the question. It's a, it's about doubt if it's the right person. It goes two ways, huh?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: I, I also I, I, I decided not to hire people because I thought it would be not right for them. And so I have this person, he was really in doubt. And I said, and, and we, we even made an offer and he was still in doubt. And I said, let's not do this. Yeah. Let's because it will not be good for you.
3: And if I they're doubting, right? If they're doubting, it's like, yeah, also a big, yeah. It's also not, you don't want to have to convince people to come to your organization if they're in a lot of doubts because then exactly. they can turn it around. It's like your fault. You made me. <laughs> Well, <laughs> <laughs> that could be a
0: consequence, but That's I mean, me.
3: Yeah, you, know, you promised me this and this, and then uh, now it's not like this. It's like, well, you yeah. need to want to come.
0: Exactly, they are not only their responsibility of yeah. the the relationship.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, Michiel, I went uh, through your LinkedIn page, of course, to in preparation for this podcast, and there mm-hmm. it says that you are a certified NLP master practitioner. Oh wow! And uh, I've, I've I've read something about NLP, and I see actually some of my people in my network also uh, uh, doing this. Me personally, I have no clue what it is and what does it actually allow you to do? So could you maybe, I don't know if it's, it has much to do with organizational clarity, but it, I mean, like I said, it triggered me to yeah to just ask you, like, what is yeah. it and what, what yeah. can you do with it?
2: NLP, it's neuro-linguistic programming. I think when people hear this, you have people that right away say, oh, this is horrible because after your training, you will end your marriage and things like that. <laughs> I, Exactly, and you have people that say, wow, this is the best, and they all wanna become an NLP trainer, so, but I think NLP is, it's like a best practice about communication, and you can see it as, as, you know, these are like tools you can use to improve your communication, but I think more important, it's, it's about how do you communicate with yourself, and what is holding yourself back to do whatever you want. I think this is, and that was also for me, I've, you know, personal reason for for attending this uh, NLP training. And it's really for me, it was about, yeah, it was it was personal development, but also, you know, there were things happening uh, in my life that needed to give a place, and uh, I could not move on. So, yeah. and I think NLP is about that. And and of course, then you can still, you know, use some of the you know tools. Uh, in the organization, uh, so uh, coach other people what you have learned. But I think most important for me was uh, its personal development.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I'm take, I'm gonna take a look in at it.
2: Year. Oh, sorry. No, what sorry. I
0: just uh, you, you got my curiosity, so I'll definitely look at it.
1: Yeah. So, so you don't apply it in your day-to-day work in order to you know motivate the team or to. Uh... Yeah, you I mean you use it in your communication towards the team or is it a pure personal thing where you get up in the morning and have a conversation with yourself like I want to achieve this or I want to change that or
0: are you manipulating us right now?
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: you were manu- manipulating me yeah, with uh, with the same so uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I, I think with all these things, it's it's like a tool bag. Eh? So uh, I've done a lot, you know, if you see the back, I have a lot of books here and it's about, you know, uh, improving yourself and it, it's not if you think, oh, this is the only thing and I'm going to do everything I learn because basically, usually when you have a training, you come back and also in my company, oh, we have been on training again, so we will find out what's uh, what's new again and it's all about balance, you know, and I think you use the things, you know, of all these training and, and methodologies uh, and combine them in, in, and depending on the situation. So, yeah, I think, you know, use it quite a lot, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I
1: actually have a similar feeling like when these guys like Silvestro, and he, like they said, like on Monday or Tuesday, they say to me like, oh, I read this book over the weekend. And then it's like, oh, here we go. You know, we're going to try something else that these guys <laughs> read in the book. I mean... And, you know, to be fair sometimes it's good suggestions and sometimes uh, yeah they don't really work but uh, in general I mean it's it's definitely good to, to try new things and uh, to educate mm-hmm. yourself by, by, by yeah. reading books and and speaking of books do you have maybe any book recommendation to the to the listener about uh,
2: the subject of today
1: like any author yeah, well, or, or, well, or some titles? I, I
2: think I've got a few books but I also hand out books so I, a few books are missing but uh, I think books for me is uh, the, the number one is about yourself uh, and finding out what is your mission in life what are the goals you want to achieve because if you know that then uh, you can steer you know your 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 life if you don't know then you're just you know living and see you, uh... so uh, the first one is is, is, is this one it's yeah. a big five for life uh, the secret is about uh, great leadership it's it's about uh, you know business context but it's, it's really uh, really inspiring so i think that would be my uh, first tip yeah. but it's about yourself i think this second tip i have which is about more teams is um uh, and you guys know the book as well it's from lencioni the Five frustration of teamwork <laughs> uh it's always good to to have an understanding of of that if you're in, in a team and uh, you want to improve teamwork yeah. and, and i really like the book because i'm not a good reader unless it's a story so it, it 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 needs to read easy, not not theoretic. Uh, so and, and both of them are a story. Um, and then the third one is more okay. How to improve an organization? It's 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 a, a scaling up. Uh, I think it's a uh, it's a well-known uh, book. And and this is I think to help you on the organizational side.
3: Okay. Great stuff. It doesn't help then, with uh, all of our book individual book lists. It just like keeps on <laughs> growing day by day. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. But they, these are like yeah, different uh, angles. Yeah. So, uh...
3: what, what, what aspect of NLP um, you found most appealing that you chose to do NLP? Because I, I looked at it like maybe five, maybe even 10 years ago and I, I did read a bit on it, but I never pursued it in, uh, in terms of uh, like what you did with the training. And I find it quite interesting, but I'm curious what, what about it? Why, why NLP? Because it's like you said, it's, you have also the techniques that are used there. You can also have other type of courses where you probably cover a bunch of those things, but
2: uh... it's like best practice. So, uh, you have also uh, the other has Stephen Covey is of course the Seven Habits of uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Leadership, and there's so much overlap in in these. So, uh, but but for me, uh, well, I, I got advice by a friend. to say, you know, I, I, he suggested this, and I know people, a lot of people, they you know go to you know information evenings and then you know think about it for weeks, months, years, and I just registered. So I had no clue. Oh. Um, so I, I did read a book, but I think for for me, reading a book is is not good enough. It, it's about also, uh, and I always go in, in 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 a hotel outside. So I really you know don't sleep at home, and then it's a, it's a training. So it's it's really um, yeah for me that works much better than a book. No. Uh, yeah. And, 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 and yeah, this is go, yeah, I think NLP, like, like I said, you can maybe some, some go more into the techniques, but this was also about your, yourself and what's holding your back, you know, and that can, be, it's quite intensive, you know, because if you have, it's a group of 40 people, these people have, you know, lived a lot of things and, 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 and you know, struggle with quite intense uh, subjects. So, uh, but, but, but what appealed, and, and this is also, in this tra- the first training, uh, at the end, it's, it's about what is the thing you want to do in life most. And it was like in Hawaiian, I don't know, Hoka-poka, I don't know the name. <laughs> uh, and this is more about, okay, yeah, don't think about it, but you know, let's come out what you think is, is, is the thing. And, and the whole training was, for me, was going quite well. And then, but then I was sitting there and nothing was coming. And I said, uh, but then they said, no, don't worry. So you you have your eyes closed, and and then for me suddenly it it happened because then I saw a boat, in 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 in, in yeah in my mind, and then I heard waves against the uh, the boat, and for me right away it was clear, and that was I want to cross the ocean with my family. Nice, and then I'm a pretty practical guy, so I then asked, okay, what 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 date? So and then yeah came. Two thousand and eight, which was like a two years time so and had not much sailing experience, so I had to do a lot of work, but for me it was uh that was you know two things eh? from a personal level, things settled uh, and on the other one is uh, gave me again you know what what yeah what do I want to achieve
0: all right i 'm sold yeah <laughs> thank, thank you for transparency
1: <laughs> let's get a four scouts a vessel let's uh <laughs> Let's get some sailing and he you can man the barbecue and then we'll do the rest.
0: As long as I barbecue, I can do it.
1: <laughs> but cool.
0: then
2: uh, we have to wait for better weather. Yeah, probably. That's okay.
0: That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like All right. Good sailors are made in bad weather. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a good one, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So, Michiel, I want to uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, the book recommendations, I think our listener, uh, will uh, definitely, uh, will help the listener uh, to improve themselves and then hopefully also their organizations. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a very nice, uh, very nice addition here. I don't yeah. know, Panche and do you may also have some, some book recommendations for the listener. Real I quick. do, but I will leave yeah. for,
0: for the future. For <laughs> for I a think new, the for ones that proposal. he recommended, they are also on my list and they, okay. yeah.
2: Yeah, well, if you have some other books, let me know because uh, yeah. I'm always uh, interested.
3: Well, we spoke about change, so I'll just briefly just mention uh, the Leading Change and uh, Our Iceberg is Melting by John Carter. Uh, they, they're in the same style as Who Moved My Cheese. So um, okay. those are kind of about how to yeah, inspire people for change, maybe.
1: All right. Well, there you have it. All right, Michiel, Again, thank you very much for being here. I uh, yeah. I definitely learned a thing or two here. And and uh, Hik Panche, thank you guys as well.
2: Yeah. Thank
3: yes. You. yes. Thank you for a having pleasure. us. Was a pleasure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I would like to uh, thank the listener, of course, as well. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions or remarks or, or questions for, for any of us, then uh, please feel free to uh, to either send us a message on uh, anchor.fm with the message button, or uh, you can always, of course, send an email to podcast at fourscouts.nl or Twitter us at uh, fourscouts. All right, so that wraps it up for today's episode, navigation, the, uh, Navigating the Organizational Clutter with Michiel Toos, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye. Okay. Peace. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of ScoutCast Roasting Marshmallows with your host, Rolf Surd. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit FourScouts.nl and on Twitter at FourScouts. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on ScoutCast Roasting Marshmallows.